Hey guys, before we get started into this episode, quick word from our sponsor. You ever wondered how to start your own podcast? Well, with Red Circle, you can start one easily. Red Circle has very helpful features that can let you see how each episode of your podcast are doing and allows you to reach out and post on other platforms such as Spotify. I personally use Red Circle's features to help me see what episodes are the favorites of people and to see where people may drop off. And some other pretty cool, neat numbers that are very fun to actually look at and very easy to understand. Restaurant has been super helpful when I'm on the go and need to quickly check on the podcast as well. And one of the cool parts is that it auto-updates for you, so you don't need to worry about posting an episode late on Spotify or other streaming services. Check the link down below in the description. It will bring you to the Red Circle website and allow you to start creating your own podcast today. Welcome back, guys, to the uh, Emerald Library podcast. Uh, we're your hosts, Silver and Bailey, and joining us for the second part is a little DB. So we're not hey, going to do, yeah, <laughs> do the shout out again. <laughs> um, but if you guys remember last part, we were talking about uh, fluff uh, and how Catch You If You Fall had was all mashed potatoes and no meat. Now we ended it off with talks of there being plot. So let's get back to that. <laughs> oh, actually, what do you, you want to know? I mean, obviously we were just talking about the plot and if there would be the plot. Is there like, do you think you can, will you, will you say yeah, anything? So, I can't <laughs> FYI, this is what I said in the last part was yeah. all bullshit between me and little D me and little DB yes. and a bunch of other people where he's like, no, I'm going to kill everyone in that story. You love <laughs> except for the kid. I'm going to have that kid grow up as a fucking orphan. And just, and so that's not confirmed. That's yes. just a running joke between a bunch of us. That's yeah, a running joke because I have a bit of a reputation for just making my characters <laughs> the most miserable I possibly can. Uh, but in terms of that story and the actual oh, plot, difficulties, mm. oh, am I good to go? You good, Bailey? Yeah. Ah, uh, yep. We're yeah. Good. Sorry, I was having technical difficulties. It's all good. Uh, so without getting into specifics, mm. I have had an idea for kind of how to incorporate a new character into the Young Justice universe that I have wanted to do for probably three years. And, and this idea is being incorporated into Catch You If You Fall, mm-hmm. probably starting in the next chapter. But this idea is going to catapult Percy and Kara into that story. Right. And it's going to very much lead into, like... I'm double this I double just sent me a DM being like ten months this idea for ten months <laughs> like, no no this is a much older idea <laughs> but uh, th- this is going yeah. to catapult them into into the cave essentially onto mm. the team and then from there kind of that first season and those relationships right. where I'm going to play around with how this Percy is going to interact with that particular group of kids mm-hmm. and then and then there's I haven't really decided how I want to approach that and right. a grander plot on top of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, because at the end of the day, it is still kind of just like an anthology story with yeah, like right. little snippets, mm-hmm. uh, kind of just following their lives. But that's kind of the, the, if you the want whole to call point it a there. plot. A plot, yeah. Yeah, because um, yeah, I mean, catch you if you fall. The very end, we see Percy. Uh, 
with the uh, with the the burning building. So that that's definitely a major moment for them. You know, seeing Percy in danger and kind of gets injured with it. It's a uh, very important part of it. I feel like that that's something I like that you don't make it where she's wait like not coddling him about that. It's like she's worried, but obviously it's he can take care of himself for the most part. Well, that's been that's been a fine line with this because you have a very interesting dynamic between mm-hmm. usually like the second yeah like the yeah. second most powerful being on the planet in Kara next to her yeah. cousin, and then Percy who's a fucking demigod yeah. like he's he's not a slouch but no. at the end of the day he like, can still hold his when, own you, you can still hold your own but you don't like seeing the people you care about being in danger yeah. regardless of whether or not you know that they can take care of themselves mm. like you like i don't care if my partner could stop a fucking bullet yeah I'll still be if worried. i saw someone shoot at her <laughs> yeah be, like my heart would stop see i i so, really i think that was like really nice because you see how I, I like your interactions with one of the best chapters in my opinion is the late night show oh, it's, it's one of the most yes. funny ones it's it has all the humor in it and I love Percy just knows what's gonna happen press record is like oh this is gonna be good shit and then the next chapter it's like he's I think it's the next one where he goes to spend holidays with the Kents and is like completely nervous about meeting that like super calm about his girlfriend being on national TV more yeah. nervous about well, meeting the parents he's the kind of guy who freak who doesn't freak out about facing an army of monsters yeah. but is terrified of meeting the parents oh. well what's what's been fun with this is I've been able to pull kind of aspects of my own relationship mm-hmm. into this and I what I've what I've tried desperately to do because God Almighty, <laughs> fanfic authors do not know how fucking relationships work. No, God no, like <laughs> at all. Uh, there, not to say that there aren't good yeah. romance stories out there because there's a lot. Mm. But man, there your are average your average romance romance quotation marks around yeah. a story is not good. No. no, so I've I've tried to inflect kind mm. of what I view as the good, the bad, and the ugly of being in a relationship in it. Which yeah. is, you know, you're going to have your good moments where you're going to have these really wholesome, cute, mm-hmm. funny, like, just spending an evening on the couch cheesing yeah. each other. Yeah. And you're also going to have these moments where you're screaming at each yeah. other because you were terrible. Yeah, it's like you're, in my experience, being in a relationship, it's your best friend. There, you You have each other's back. Um, through the sick and th- uh, thin, but there are some days that you just get frustrated with each other. So, yeah, and that's that's normal. Yeah, and I, you know, you look. Yeah, and I hate when fan fiction all- ones. Uh, sorry, write it like so perfect, sunshine and flowers. Like no, yeah, that doesn't happen. <laughs> no, it's not like that. Are well, not sunshine and rainbows. There's there are cloudy days. You're gonna want to kill each other at some points because some someone did something like. You so yeah. happen to forget to put the towel in the hamper. It happened once. Well, even even more than that, like it's it's the stuff that's like you're there's there's a heated moment, you're having mm-hmm. an argument and one of you says something you don't mean. Yeah. Or you speak without thinking and it hurts the other person's feelings. Oh, like that is super fucking common. 
Yeah. And it's not something you really see touched about. And I feel like those kind of moments, particular, particularly with the romance, which is so much more driven on the character moments between mm. your two leads, those are vital. Because yeah. that, your conflict isn't going to be some pitched battle. It's going to be those moments between the two characters mm-hmm. where you're like, ooh. It, it, <laughs> Yeah. Like what they just said was really fucked. Yeah. Oh God, I've been there. Hate get reading arguments too. It's even worse. It's it's hard. It's hard, and then it's like, especially if you can relate to it. Sometimes you're oh, just yeah. like, oh, like I think there was one story I read a while ago. Can't remember the name or author because it was years ago. But I like just got out of a relationship. And they were arguing about something that me and my significant other at that point did argue about. And I was like, oh, man. I was like, I'm not one for cringe, but when it's cringe, like, yeah. in, a, in a way that's, like, that's relatable and it hurts because I've been yeah. there, that's, I, I was, think that's a that's a good sign. I was like, oh, I'm going to stop reading tonight. <laughs> not not do anything else, just I'm going to stop reading for the moment, so... But, uh... However, granted, the sunshine and rainbow fluff fix are just oh they're great. delightful sometimes yeah, like you, just you can't a little ray of is. hope at the end mm-hmm. of a long week or when you can't fucking sleep and you don't want to read something that requires brain power mm-hmm. it's like it gives you a little just, smile they're just nice it just gives you oh, a little man. smile and you're like god i fucking wish you know, there's the... <laughs> that was candy store for me <laughs> yeah i was 100% what candy store was about yep that I was, was also oh just, my god that double. one was so sweet i was like Heart just the amount of cavities Little DB has given very few people given yeah. us just from fluff. Yeah, it. I I think the have you like has it ever happened when you're just reading fluff and you're just like you look over and you're like man, that's nice. That's like <laughs> that that's me. Whenever I read, I'll I'll read catch you if you fall. Whenever I need like that. Uh, or in candy store, if like I just need that that good break in the in the week, like I think that's why like I I loved waking up, going to class, having seen an update by you little DB, and I'll be like, I'm gonna have a good day now. <laughs> like, oh, I think so I think there's something special about favorite authors, mm-hmm. and I and I am going to say this flat out: you are one of my favorite authors, little DB. Oh, because yeah, same here. thank you. <laughs> As I've said before, you could write a PJO My Little Pony crossover, and I'd probably fucking read it at this point. Like, but there's something about that little boost of dopamine mm-hmm. when you see a fic from your favorite author, and and it's just delightful. Like, I I feel spoiled because I'm part of the Black Resurgence Patreon, same so I get yeah. work. I get chapters from him twice a week, so it's not it doesn't have the same feeling anymore. But like when I, I, Stella or Alperez sixteen or you or a couple of other authors I follow update and it's like, oh wow, nice. I yeah. finally get to read the next installment. And especially when authors like Stella leave you on a cliffhanger and say, mm-hmm. Oh, I'll be back next year. And it's like <laughs> yeah. um, I understand why you're doing it because I've talked to you about it, but it's still annoying as fuck <laughs> yeah i i feel spoiled on this server because we have all you guys here so it's like i i'm like you, oh i can just ask a question on your channel be like hey uh is is am i understanding this chapter correctly or 
like you'll you'll post the link to the chapter in uh, updates, and I'll be like, yes. That's one of the cool things. One of the cooler things I think that isn't really touched on with with fanfic, which is you have a lot of people, a lot of really talented authors out there who objectively, if they wanted to, could write their own story yeah. uh, and choose to do this. Maybe they're writing their own story as well, but they're choosing to do this as well. Mm-hmm. And through like apps like Discord or through fanfiction, you have a way of directly interacting with the author of mm-hmm. something that, like, has impacted your life in some way. That's fucking cool. Yeah. It lifts the veil because you, you read books and you watch interviews from the authors and you're like, wow, I could never talk to them. They've just Mm -hmm. achieved this level of success that unless Mm -hmm. now granted, if this podcast suddenly blew up and we could invite any author we want, we could, Yeah, but that's a pipe dream. But Mm -hmm. I have one of my favorite authors of all time on right now, and we're small as fuck. <laughs> yeah, that is true. <laughs> like, it's one of those things, a fan fiction lifts the veil between author and reader. And you can mm. see it where a chapter will go poorly, and an author will go, uh, so, depending on the author, granted. Now, yeah. if the author wanted it to have a deep impact, like losing the arm, creating mm. chaos, and discontent and then embracing it and then threatening to have Percy lose an arm in every story <laughs> moving forward. <laughs> uh, you, have, <laughs> you have that connection with the author through DMs and mm. comments and authors can see real time yeah. the, what the readers are thinking as opposed to a published author who has a small focus group of people who are probably going to like the book irregardless of who mm. the fuck wrote it. Yeah, It has yeah. no bearing on a thriller author is going to send his books to the same uh, to the same readers who read 1600 other thrillers. Mm-hmm. They're going to like it. They're going to give some criticism. It might get incorporated into the final uh, edit, but at the end of the day, nothing much is going to come from it. But mm-hmm. with fan fiction, if you don't like the way a story is going and your fans say, you know, this isn't your best work. You can go, well, I really like the idea for the story. So we're going to rewrite it. Mm-hmm. Yep. And you go back and you restart and you hit all the points you want to, you wanted to in the first one and you just continue on and you have a better work because you took the feedback, you got instant feedback the minute you uploaded it, it was on the internet and everybody who wanted to read it can read it and give you their opinion on it. And then you take it one step further and you join a Discord server or you join a Reddit um, group and now you have even more instant feedback of you are now face-to-face with these people, fake quotation marks, of directly interacting with them and there's now just that that veil has been lifted between author and reader and then you get to the point where you create a a relationship with the author and now you are you're now interacting talking to them and you're and you're assisting with the story that you love so much like one of my favorite things is the fact that I assisted in 1-7 one of my favorite fix of all time like I had a part Mm -hmm. in that it was a super tiny part, but I did. 
I like this is I, if you told me a year ago um that I would be in a Discord server running a podcast having all the authors that I favored and followed, IDK, Connie, U Little D V, um like I probably wouldn't believe you. I would probably be like, huh, that's a funny joke. Um, <laughs> but like, cause I, I've been reading fan fiction for years, but never thought to like actually reach out to authors and talk to them because it's, it wasn't a thing that you would do for published books, but it's the benefits of living this in the past years, the past 10 years have definitely improved everything and you're able to do this you're able to talk to people you're able to have communications it's great um all of that beat yeah (laughs) so (laughs) but we we should probably touch on the other side of this yeah the other (laughs) side where the fucking trolls (laughs) and the terrible people who just want to watch the world burn and they don't care that this is somebody's hobby and they expect the same level of production for lack of a better term Mm -hmm. from a published book or the original series out of a fucking fan fiction written by no offense me meant amateur writers yeah no absolutely no offense that's 100 percent true that's not percy jackson you you just took his name well and like what exactly well, like what always, and mm. and he, it's something that I, I think a lot of authors struggle with, and they may not struggle with it anymore. But at some point, someone saw a really negative review. Mm-hmm. It could have been like a fair criticism, or it could have just been someone telling you, "Hey, you suck. You should kill yourself." It, it just ruins and that it fucking ruins you for a bit, like. Early in my career, I would get like critical, critical messages mm. of what I was writing, and I'm like, I just don't want to fucking write anymore. Yeah. And then you get the people who are like demanding that you change shit mm. <laughs> or that you do things a certain way. And at some point, if you you have to power through it, like there's yeah. there's really there's well, not there's not a good answer to this. You have to kind of just ignore that. When somebody raises a valid criticism, you have to be yeah. able to recognize them and be like, okay. That's a valid criticism. I should mm. think about that. Focus that's also going to be like yeah. that's also going to be like one out of a thousand mm-hmm. <laughs> that somebody gives you valid criticism yeah. of what you're doing. But focus on the also, ones. That's there's also I will I will mm. give this from my inner cynicist of myself of mm. I don't care what other people think. Like also, when I got yeah. my nasty review on Sentinel, <laughs> I knew because first off it was for chapter one. And I barely edited that one, so it was all a little DB, so it was great. <laughs> and so I was like, okay, this isn't my writing. I'm just re-uploading this with minor edits and major edits, because I'm taking out the mutants, because that's just mm. too convoluted. I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it was one of those things of... it. You gotta remember, this isn't a close friend this isn't a person you look up to this yeah. isn't somebody you respect this isn't somebody's opinion you give a fuck about this is person. somebody in the middle of buttfuck nowhere who read your story and didn't like it mm-hmm. and guess what that's gonna fucking happen in every aspect of your life i cannot mm-hmm. tell you how many people i have criticized while driving for their shit driving ability mm-hmm. but you know what they don't know it 
mm-hmm. as opposed to this, where you're where somebody's now telling you. I have read so many stories where I did not like it, and I just stopped reading it. Yeah, you're going to have hundreds, if not thousands, of those, depending on your fic and your story, of people who read chapter one and two, maybe three, and they went, "Yeah, this isn't for me," and they just leave silently. As opposed to the one in a thousand who leaves and leaves very noisily and tries to disrupt it and tries to destroy something that other people enjoy. You've got to look at it this way. If one person hates it, there's probably three people who like it who didn't leave a comment. I am guilty as fuck of not leaving comments on Fix I Love. I I always give favorites. 100%. I give favorites. I give follows. I follow the author. I'll follow and favorite Mm. them. Yeah. Well, and that's so, the thing, right? Is like, go ahead. Yeah, go. Oh, I was just going to say, that's the thing, right? Is like, and I think that's where I realized that I need to stop paying attention to what most reviews have to say, mm-hmm. regardless of whether they're like really nice, which most mm-hmm. are. Like, I, most people who are reading your story are oh, doing yeah. it out, like, they enjoy it. They're reading and they're commenting because they enjoy it. The loud, the loud minority is going to be very fucking vocal, yeah. but they're the minority. Yeah, and that you have to pay attention to I look at the number of views on a story to see you know are people actually reading this like mm. on average <laughs> are like people like yeah. for, for TLA for example if I saw if there was a dip but like a massive dip like if the last mm. six chapters was averaging like 6,000 views a chapter and then suddenly I had a chapter that dipped to like 1,200 yeah. views or something like that that would tell me, okay, I fucked up royally. Yeah. If those if those views are staying the same across all of those chapters, it means that most people are Sick still enjoying yeah. what I'm writing. I do the or same at least thing. they're going to give another chapter. Yeah, I do the same thing with the podcast. Like I'm analyzing all the numbers every day. I check it probably like once every twelve hours. I check numbers, and it's it, it is a little saddening to see like an episode do not so well as previous episodes and but at the same time it means that we're not doing something right where we're people well, are not sticking with us well what well, do we do just... wrong and we we've changed i i think we can both say that. like we've definitely changed oh, yeah. the way we did it um a little well, bit that's just less the... forceful so that's just the curse of creating yeah. yeah, And it's for everything. You see it with YouTube videos. You see it with mm. Instagram. I have a personal Instagram and I have an Instagram for other stuff. Yes, I'm not going to say what it is. <laughs> yeah, I know you know. <laughs> I'll say it outright. Fuck it. I have an Instagram for what I carry every day. And I'll post one and it'll get 120 likes. And then I'll post another one with very similar stuff and it'll get 19. Yeah. And I don't say, oh, no, I'm failing. I'm I'm not trying to be successful with it. I do it because I enjoy it. And it's fun to take pretty pictures of, of random crap that's in my pockets. And it's like, this is enjoyable to me when I remember to post. Mm. And so it's it's a hobby. At the end of the day, if you're not making money from it, which 99.9% of creators who are doing fan stuff, fan related i stuff of fan fictions fan art that kind mm. of stuff they're not make we're not making money simple as that 
there is no money exchanging hands. There is a small minority of authors very recently who have started making money off of this hobby. And so at the end of the day, it's not affecting you and and it it will not affect you. It won't affect you if you don't let it affect you. Mm. Um, Which sounds like it's it sounds a lot easier than it is. Yeah. But 100%. It is it is, it is a tolerance thing. Like you you just kind of build up and I hate to use this phrase thick skin, mm-hmm. but you do grow a thicker skin to it because yeah. You know, it's like this with any like like you guys were saying. It's like this with anything that you put out into the open for public consumption. There's going to be people who don't like it, and they're going to mm. let you know. But you know, you have to be able to differentiate between the people who are just being assholes just to be an asshole, and the people who are like, "Listen, I I just didn't enjoy it because of X, Y, and Z, and X, Y, and Z are valid fucking points." Mm-hmm. I'm going to throw a bone to our listeners. I know you're not the type of people to bully somebody off of a website because you didn't like their reading, but that pisses me off to the utmost degree. I know you are double. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. All but one of our listeners are like are not like that, but like it just hurts my it just hurts me. Okay, two. Um, it just hurts me when like Ankylomusca fourteen. Mm-hmm everybody's read his stuff and you read (laughs) um you read his stuff and it's just and the last fix it's like i'm leaving because of the negative reviews and all this stuff and i genuinely enjoy his stories and i'm like damn i wish i commented i wish i gave praise i wish i did all that and have i changed my ways at all absolutely not because i usually read and then leave (laughs) Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I give a favorite if I like it, and I follow it if I want more. Like, it, yeah. that's the thing is, a lot of authors do, don't can't seem to look past or seem not really interested in looking past the negative, where there and is a positive. Hard. It is. It is hard. Any criticism that's hurts. That's a hard. It hurts. Thing. But you gotta you gotta look at it one of two ways. Is the criticism valid and can you learn from it? Mm-hmm. If the criticism is invalid and it's just kill yourself, you suck at writing, go never write again, that's not criticism. That's a dick being a dick. See yeah. they block they them. have nothing better to fucking do. Yeah. Except bully you and drag you down. See if you can As block opposed them, to somebody saying I love your story, but you you could really improve your grammar somewhat. It makes it kind of hard to read, but the plot is there. I love the the way you're using these characters, but the spelling errors and the grammar are just yeah. dragging it down. That's a simple fix of putting it through Grammarly or running or putting it in Word if you're using an alternative document mm-hmm. of you of that's something you can fix as opposed to kill yourself you suck that is not valid criticism that is a dick being a dick yeah that's just bad and i I think another thing too is like a lot of these people that are writing like we said they're small time writers they're people who are just starting out like always receive the worst criticism um it's like i we we gotta if you're a bigger author support the little guys it's it helps so much it helps people grow become better authors it's that's just my personal opinion like i love having people on this server 
like people asking for help or criticism. I love just reading stuff. So <laughs> I, I, it's nice reading everything people write. If don't be a dick. No. But uh We've beaten this horse to death. Let's yeah, let's get some on, questions. I got I do have I have a certain question that I've been meaning to ask for a while. What are the thoughts, little DB, on the story mm-hmm. that person wrote where all your Percy's meet each other? Oh, that was awesome. Yeah, how did, so how, that's, how, that's how did he approach you? Budman. Yeah. So, uh, that dude's fucking cool. Uh, so, he... I, I recognized him because he was leaving reviews on all my stories, mm-hmm. and he reached out to me in a DM on fanfic, and he was like, hey, I love all your stuff. I do a little writing myself. Mm-hmm. Would you be okay if I wrote a story where, like, all of the Percy's from your different stories like just met and they just got the shit and i was just like yeah. that's awesome absolutely <laughs> i give that 100 percent my support like fan that, fiction of fan fiction yeah yeah we're, we're hitting three levels <laughs> of oh, of God. new authors of authors writing one story it's it's okay, amazing I have, I, I have something about that mm. i will get into it in a second because it sounded like silver you wanted to continue you had another I, I, was gonna, I was gonna say like was that like when when he sent you when when he sent you that message was it like a like am i was it like a, i'm i reached that level of pure yeah. awesomeness you know it's kind of like it, this is going to sound so self gratuitous but mm. whatever like you see you see this stuff all the time where it's like react fix yeah. and react fix to other fix and it's like Deep down, you're like, oh, why isn't anybody doing that for me yet? Yeah. And to have someone approach you and be like, I love your stuff so much. I want mm. to do my own thing as a reaction to your story. is a really, really cool feeling. Because yeah. it's like, wow, this person was really, really they, they like, liked, touched. Yeah. Or, and, like, they loved this so much that they just want they want to honor it in some way. That's a, yeah. That was a really cool feeling. And I still really love it. Is, is he on the I. I think so. Uh, he hasn't yeah. talked, but yeah. I, I, I think he, I know he was on it for a hot second, anyways. I'll have to double check. I think it's hilarious just the reaction between reaction fix between mm. a writer and a reader because I yeah. see them and I go, "God damn it, another fucking reaction fix!" <laughs> Whereas you're going, "Oh man, another reaction fix that isn't my <laughs> thing." <laughs> it's 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 coming from such like a. Such a, a selfish place, but yeah. at the same time, it's like I mean, it's it's such a cool feeling. It makes you I'm feel not good. Yeah, it makes you feel great. Yeah, um, it means somebody has enjoyed something, something you have created so much that they want to create off of it. And yeah, yeah I think I think that is I think with the rise of such talented authors, because I think in the past four years, the level of writing on a fan fiction has skyrocketed mm-hmm. of just the sheer um just how good it is and the quality that's the word i was looking for the quality of writing has just skyrocketed yeah to the point where i think we are going to see more fanfics of fanfics mm-hmm. of somebody seeing a world that they really enjoyed and they love the idea of and they they just want to 
add something different to it and put their own spin on someone else's world of doing that. And you've seen it in the past and currently of, I read a fic by this person and this is my spin on it. But even including their own care, the characters from the other one, because a lot of those ones where people put their own spin on it, they take ideas from it. They don't take the world. I think we're going to see in the future people taking the world from fan fictions and adding more to them. Yeah, and I'm actually excited for it because I yeah. think that's a great thing. Of well, people I mean, are writing such good content that people are now recognizing that we're hitting this 3D level of fan fiction <laughs> of fan yeah. fictions of fan fictions. When are we gonna get the uh, fan fiction of fanfic authors? Oh, I want to. <laughs> so badly. <laughs> it's, I'm waiting for um, the uh, Beats X Greed. Yeah, <laughs> but it's it's really funny you say that, and oh, I don't know if I've even told double this, so. Mm. Maybe I don't know. Uh, on the like going to another level of these React things. So mm-hmm. I've had, I had this idea, and I was implementing it into stories, and mm-hmm. like very very slowly. And what I was going to do was I was going to create a mass. This is so douchey. <laughs> I was going to create a mass crossover event between all of my fucking stories mm-hmm. and put. You were gonna pull a fucking MCU, weren't you? Yes, yes, I was. I so that would that would be kind of cool. So what I was gonna do, but here's the problem with that: is fan fictions are so like world-ending threat, and then another one is, oh shit, this guy killed somebody, so we have to find them, and so it's like (laughs) combining um, combining like our protector with one seven Percy's would just like why the hell is he here like oh he's not facing world ending <laughs> threats on a weekly basis he's catching pickpockets and I mean, murderers that's kind of how the MC was too uh, Spider-Man he was just yeah. a friendly neighborhood and then he's in space fighting a big purple alien well so what it was going to be was I was going to have do I spoil this or not? Listen, uh, I could. We can edit this and just bleep it all out. Okay. So the only people that will hear it are the eight, or the four, people, or the like, seven people, four here. people listening. So, uh, it was all going to kick off with our protector. Mm-hmm. So at the end of our protector, Percy was going to die killing Thanos, mm-hmm. and he was going to he was going to have gotten the glove. He was going to snap and like essentially the post credit scene for that chapter or for the story would have been him waking up in just a white void and standing across from him was one was probably going to be uh TLA Percy being like you have no fucking idea what you just stepped into <laughs> and so what it was going to be was i was going to systematically kill off every single one of them mm-hmm. And they would all end up in this place, and they would all be thrust randomly into each other's universes to, to, to try and fix them. There wasn't, like, a grand plot to yeah. this. It was mostly just an idea. But I I started implementing this into our protector and the 1-7 in particular. Mm-hmm. And you could, if you look for you it, you might, be, 
you can probably see it. Yeah. But uh, because the last chapter of Our Protector, there's kind of a hint at this with the talk with Doctor Strange. And then yeah. if you remember the uh, the conversation between Percy and uh, Nobu in 1-7, and being like, you shouldn't fucking be here. Right. Something is wrong. That's that's what this is about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it's kind of so ironic I, that you mentioned that, because see, I thought about that something like that. That makes so much fucking sense yeah. now. I've thought about, like, what if an author did that? And I went, oh, man. All the Percy's and little D's, little DBs would be perfect for like a mass like fight. Because only you got well, Arvertactor. I mean, there now, are there, stories. Would there be two different versions? Would you have Sentinel and Arvertactor? That would be kind of no. Funny. Sentinel is dead. <laughs> yeah, that's that's never going to happen. That's my Bailey. Sentinel is mine. It's I still fine now. when when greed. I, I just give him greed. credit. He hates yeah. it. <laughs> when when greed posted uh, said he had Arv- I think it was greed that said he had Sentinel. No, that was a beat. No, it was beats. Beats, yeah, beats. beats had Sentinel, and, and he, I was like, hell he yeah, send in it the to channel. Me. I immediately downloaded it. I was like, I'm not letting this go to waste. <laughs> it was it was like six. I was like, oh man, and it, it downloaded it in Word on my phone it's so no, I'm like scrolling oh, through all of nice. it. Can I just <laughs> say how weird it is for me to have so many people love that story when I think it is objectively <laughs> some of my worst writing. I, I think so here's, really here's why I love it. Mm. Here's why I love it. It was my gateway to your writing. Yeah. I okay. love it because it is the basis of all of your fucking writing. Without Sentinel, there is no OP. Without no yeah. OP, there is no one seven. Without one seven, there is no um, catch you else. if you fall. Yeah. There is nothing else without Sentinel. So without Sentinel, I would never have found your works because you could have published OP and it could have come out in a time where I was not looking at crossovers at all. But since I was looking at crossovers that one random Saturday morning. And I saw Sentinel, and I started following it, and I started following your works. I have now been exposed to all of these stories, all of this plot, and all of this lore, for lack of a better term, of your stories, of just how much I enjoy them, and how much I look forward to the updates. And you're now doing a Skyrim story, and I love it. And you're, you're doing all these amazing things, and it's just... It, it all is based around, for me at least, Sentinel. Of I started reading Sentinel, and now I and now I get to enjoy reading the One Seven, the Professor, True Half Blood Prince, mm-hmm. all of these fics that I really truly enjoy. But I would never have gotten to enjoy them if I never read Sentinel, which is also why I'm rewriting it and republishing it because I want other people to read it. And granted, mm-hmm. is it good? No, <laughs> no, it's not. It is not your. It, it's not your best work. It's not your worst it's, it's work. It's a gateway. It's a gateway drug. It's it's a gateway drug to little DB. Yeah. And if I send one fucking person to your page because I posted Sentinel, I fucking succeeded. Yeah. Um. Well, that's incredibly touching. Yeah. Don't know I, how else to I, I, <laughs> really heartfelt moment. Had to put some epic music behind that speech. 
very wholesome times here <laughs> in the server. Very wholesome top, times. Top ten yeah, Emerald Library that, features. That's why I enjoy Sentinel because it has led to me joining this server, especially like in my personal life. It has led to me joining the server and creating great, good friends who I have never actually met in person, who <laughs> I count as good friends still. <laughs> Like, I'm hosting a fucking podcast on a Friday night, <laughs> like, on based on fan fiction. That would never would have happened if I wasn't, if I never read Sentinel. If I didn't have my trip to London coming up, I would be flying to Washington to meet up Bailey. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that's how much, like... If I'm ever, <laughs> like, in the general vicinity of New Jersey, which yeah. I'm disgusted to say could potentially ever happen because <laughs> gross New Jersey, yeah. I'm going to go I'm going to go visit Silver. Like, that's Wait, one of those things yeah. of... I literally flew out to Georgia to go mm. to a Blade... to go to Blade Show to meet up with people that I've been talking to for two years online. Like... I, yeah. Holy um, fucking cool. <laughs> right? Reading yeah. all, like, little DB stories, too, it was, like, I had my my friend earlier this year, he's like, hey, we're gonna go to Illinois, we're gonna do this really cool, like, escape room, and I was like, yeah, yeah, let's go, and I'm like, little DB's there. <laughs> I can, I'm like, oh, it's perfect. I'm like, it's just, it, it's like, like, I have at my school, uh, iced tea is coming to be at my school. On this week, that's fucking cool. And I'm like, I'm like, I told my boss, I'm like, listen, I'm taking off. <laughs> Ice tea. And then my friend goes, Oh yeah, I got us VIP tickets. And I was like, We're gonna be in the room with Ice tea. So, there might. That's fucking dope. I'm, it's like, it's that level of like meeting ever anyone here on the server. It's like the same level for me as meeting Ice tea. Like, yeah, one one of <laughs> Discord friends, <laughs> Ice T. I'd be happy seeing either or. Like, well, there's the there's the aspect of meeting a celebrity is cool and all because you've you've seen you've seen their work, you've seen this, you hmm. you may follow them on social media or something or watch, see them on the magazines. That's cool. But I. I know more about the friends I've made online than I ever, will ever know about some random fucking celebrity. Mm-hmm. That that's just the thing about it is these are actual friendships that we have cultivated. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's like even you have I I, I just I, I think what's great about this is we're able to. Like like little DB said, where the Discord is opened up everything. Uh, a, a reader can private message a author. Like I didn't realize when I asked you about the podcast, this that was the first time I ever uh, DM'd you. And I'm like, I've known oh. we've been in VCs before. I know we've talked about things before, but I'm like, damn, it's it's been a year. Like I've DM'd IDK, I've DM'd Connie, I've DM'd so many authors. It's Aww. a scary place to open me and little DP's um, <laughs> DMs. Nothing beats because uh, <laughs> late night drug VCs have happened. That that one, I forget who it was that talked about their DMs with you, little DP. It got Probably. me and Rosie. It was, I think it was Bailey. 
Uh, me, me and Rosu had tears coming out of our eyes from just what he was reading. Um, no, those were between me and IDK and Meth. No that was between word. me and Meth. There was another. I think there was another person that said probably was, Double. I don't. I might not. If, no, Double wasn't there. Double and I have some magical fucking I DMs. Think I think it was Meth. I think it was DMs between you and Meth. Oh, dude. Well, oh, the, no. the, the, myth, the mythical Jack Sparrow mm. image was <laughs> between me and, me and Meth. And I torture him with it constantly. <laughs> and speaking of IDK, I'm going to take a moment to yeah, yeah. plug my mans here. Uh, because I just, I do want to mm. actually compliment him. This isn't even just a meme. Yeah. But this fucking dude, I don't even remember how this came about. Uh, like he messaged me months ago about this idea he had for a Skyrim story. Yeah. And was like, yo, you want this? And I'm like, you're just giving me a story. He's like, absolutely. I'm not going to fucking write it. <laughs> so in one day, this dude <laughs> wrote out an entire plot synopsis, a very, very coherent <laughs> and really brilliant plot for this entire Skyrim story I'm writing mm-hmm. and sent it to me. <laughs> I, Not, I, and yeah, it's fucking awesome. <laughs> so I just want to give the man some some love and some recognition right now, because god damn. It, I think it was funny too as a reader, because you guys would talk about it in the channel at oh, like yeah. random tidbits of time. It would just be like, well, we do have that one story, and it would just be like, <laughs> it would be like everyone would be like, well, what story is it? And then you guys would just be like. Oh, don't worry. You'll what did you like to know? <laughs> don't worry, but it's gonna be fucking good. And then, and bam, now it comes I'm, out. Well, and now I'm good. ten chapters in, and I'm like, yeah. this is this is getting good. <laughs> Doing the whole chess air grin, like, yes, this is perfect. More. Yeah, All right. Um. Uh, let's let's pull some questions from the mm. thread. Yeah. Um, Clanicus question dumps. No, oh, um, I'm looking at these. It's a lot. Yeah. We're not going to ask all of them because some of them can be asked in your channel, and if you choose to fucking answer them, you can. Um, but uh, what? Who slash what inspires you? Is it like other media for it, or is it something? Uh, like just in terms of story ideas. Just in general, I just just in general story ideas. Like yeah, because plots are kind of easy, especially for like one seven. You you drew heavily from the comics and like and the movies and the animated and the AU. I think like not not in terms of plot, but just I get a lot of I get a lot of ideas from media. So I will watch something, or I will I because I. I, I don't have time to read read anymore, so I'll listen to audiobooks when I'm, like, working or reading. And I'll be listening to something, I'm like, this is a really interesting idea. Mm-hmm. If I tweak this in such a way, how could I write this? Mm-hmm. Or, like, what could I do to do something kind of similar to this? Because it'll just give me, like, a little, a little like, light bulb in my brain. I'll be like, this is fucking, this is cool. Or, I think like, everyone has that, but it's the difference between 
actually executing on it because i was talking to silver because i've been reading some thrillers recently mm. and i thought percy jackson would be a very interesting thriller yeah so it's a it's a lot of it's a lot of books it's some movies not much but it's i'd say if i pulled mostly from anything it's probably books mm-hmm. is where i get most of my inspiration from books and then maybe like the odd video game mm-hmm yeah, I think that's where, like, I get a lot of uh, inspiration from that, too. Like, movies. Especially for, like, the Western writing. The Percy Jackson oh, yeah. Western. Yeah. Well, that's because I've been telling you to go watch movies for yeah. it. And I've been telling you specific movies that I have idea like, that mm-hmm. since we came up with this story idea that I've watched and went, yes, this is a, this is similar plot points to what I want to happen. Yeah. And I think the hardest. I think, it's so hard ahead. to write, a especially like that era of time. Super difficult. <laughs> it's so. <laughs> yeah. It's so. I keep writing. I keep writing things. I'm like, yeah. And he takes a bar of soap, and I'm like, oh wait, they didn't really have soap back then. That was readily available. They did. They did. Yeah. And they did. It wasn't as. No shampoo, a, but it was soap. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't as. Uh, it, modern. It wasn't like. Doctor Squatch, but it was yeah. still soap. It kept it got you clean. Okay, speaking yeah. of, really quickly, speaking of Doctor Squash, they got good smells. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, so yeah. <laughs> this is a fun one that we've asked everyone. What's your favorite music genre? Oh God, um, <laughs> it's a hard one. Yeah, it is. So I listen if you I listen, listen to a lot. Yeah, I listen to fucking everything because I and. Y'all are gonna think I'm joking. I listen to musicals. I'll listen to classical music. Mm. I'll listen to jazz, hip hop. I listen to pretty much everything. Yeah. What I've been that's, listening that's, to. Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. Uh, that's kind of where I'm at. I'll listen to anything, but I have to say my preferred is country. Like it, that's my go-to. Like that's what the radio stations in my car were programmed to. Mm. Like I had the two local country stations because when one's playing commercials, I just switch to the other. Like, yeah, that that's my baseline of everything. After that is like, yeah, I'll listen to anything, but I prefer this. Lately, I've been—I li- don't know if this is technically a genre of music or just like a community. Mm-hmm. I've been listening to a lot of nerdcore, like a shit ton. Yeah, so, is that like, like the—is that like the nerdy vert like parody it, songs? Like it's, they're not parody. It's like actually that's what it used to be, yeah. but now it's like actual music. So like, look oh. up. Uh, Fable, Rustage, Slobity, Connor uh, mm. Quest, uh, Daddy Fat Snaps, Dizzy, like, yeah. there's a ton of really fucking talented like artists out there who write music to, like, loosely based around like comic books, mm. anime, video games, movies, so shit like that. It's the music version of fan fiction is what you're saying. Kind of? Kind of, yeah. <laughs> uh, but it's it's really fucking good now. So I've been so it's a, it's a lot of, it's a lot of hip hop mostly, mm, but okay. it's all really good. That, that's similar to what I've been listening. I, I started with classic rock, then moved to punk rock. Started li- listening to like that like nerdcore. Been really into musicals lately as well. Like I've been oh, yeah. listening to the Percy Jackson musical for the last two weeks, as well as a lot of uh, what is it called uh, Iron Maiden. I mean, oh, really? Case in point, if you look at bot commands, most of them is me. 
just plain Iron Maiden <laughs> and like other punk bands because my one of my favorite bands are disbanded next year and I'm hoping to see them before they do that. So, but, but yeah, it's like okay. you, you have My Chemical Romance and stuff in there too. MCR is we, always we Mm. We asked this question last last episode with Chloe, so we're not, I'm uh, silver. Chloe. We're not going to answer this one. That was Gallup. Um, oh Gallup, my bad. Sorry, <laughs> I was looking at Chloe's name at yep. the bottom of my screen. My bad. I'm sorry, Gala. <laughs> I'm really sorry. If you could choose one superpower, what would it be? Uh, ooh, ooh, ooh. your answer can't be worse than mine. It cannot. <laughs> It cannot. Uh, flying is always such a cool idea for a superpower, but then you like think about it for five seconds. You're like, that seems like a bad idea. Bird strikes. What? I said you got bird, bird strikes. Yeah, you got to deal with bird strikes. Oh funny. yeah, <laughs> running into birds. Everything I think about is just like I need to wear like goggles. Oh yeah, that's <laughs> some <too>. shit. <laughs> Or wear a really heavy coat because it gets cold. Like, it's not a fun way to think about superpowers. Especially where you live, too. Yeah. It's, like, cold for half the year. You like, probably have to deal with If the you winds. lived in, like... Yeah. Yeah, if I lived somewhere down south, it'd be a totally different story. Um, I have to wear shorts. Don't <laughs> like, like, telekinesis always seems, like, fun at first, and then you can actually hear what people are thinking. You're like, I don't fucking want to know that. Mm. I maybe it's just because I write so much like yeah. PJO shit. Being able to control water yeah. would be dope. That would be cool. It would be like, can you imagine? I don't know if I sitting on the couch. You're know. like, I need a drink. I don't know if I have any. You know, I'm honest. Well, my dumb answer was the ability, like Spider-Man abilities, but just the sticking. He wanted to be able to stick to walls. Yeah. That's so boring. <laughs> I chose teleportation, but I gave myself the limitation of I've had to have been to the place beforehand. Okay, so you just want to apparate? Pretty much. Do you know how fucking convenient that would be? How I much mean, it would I'd be save awesome. on fucking gas? I mean, I'm, listen, man, Wake it's a 45... It's a 45-minute yeah. commute for me to get to my office if I take the tollway. I get it. Man, I... Yeah. Like I feel bad for I, you. Wake up like ten minutes before, fifteen minutes before you have to leave. Get dressed, grab fucking breakfast, fucking teleport to work, <laughs> and then boom, you're done. You don't have to find parking. You don't have to do anything. Like it's great. Yeah, I I wouldn't have to worry about that for work because I only live about two Red Hot Chili Peppers songs away. Um, <laughs> that's a, you <laughs> it's it's a unit of measurement. <laughs> <laughs> so you live like seven minutes away yep <laughs> just an hour say that if I, really push I it. live I live within ten minutes of my work it, it, granted same I live within school. twenty so yeah school but, school is three three songs alright I'm, I'm, I'm gonna move on to Chloe's question <laughs> yeah Chloe's asking if I wrote anything else before I started writing FF. Uh, the answer is no. Uh, what I was writing, I mean, I guess it depends on what you qualify as writing. Mm -hmm. I wrote, but it was all through school. So it was a lot of, like, essays and historical analysis. Ugh, gross. 
So I didn't write anything narrative. Do do you find writing essays and stuff easier now? Or oh still, yeah, I, yeah. No, I've always I've always found writing essays to be actually I find writing to be I don't want mm-hmm. egotistical, but yeah. writing comes easier to me. Mm-hmm. Like I've always been very good at writing. I've always been very good at being able to express myself right. because I'm not I'm not I'm not a very good reader, mm-hmm. but I'm very good at expressing thoughts to paper. Right. Uh, which is hilarious because I'm like the complete opposite. I can express myself very easily orally as opposed to writing it down. I can't get the thoughts from my head onto paper or the computer. Mm-hmm. Same. I'm I'm kind of in that mix because I did uh, theater and uh, choir and marching band and stuff. So it's a little bit easier for me to be in front of people. But I, I find things like better when I'm saying it orally. Um, but it's, I, I mean, like speeches and stuff. That stuff's difficult. Yeah, public speaking can be challenging. Like, I'm just taking in and of class. itself. Yeah, I'm taking a class this semester on that, and he's like, "There's four different types of speeches," and I'm like, "There's there's four. I thought there was one called speeches." <laughs> You're telling me now. <laughs> Hang on a second, I gotta swap headphones because these are fine. But yeah, for any of you guys who do public speaking, like if if you got any tips and tricks, send them my way because it apparently we're doing we have a speech in a couple weeks and we're on one note card with bullet points. I so I have a story on that. Mm-hmm. I did a I had to, we had to do a presentation in our history class about mm-hmm. well, very depressing topic, the Holocaust. Mm-hmm. Um because it was world history right, and right. of course you cover that. And the only thing I wrote down for it was the name of the concentration camps because they were Jesus. in German mm-hmm. and I couldn't and I couldn't remember how to say them or remember them. But everything else I did for memory. So my note card was just four names of concentration mm. camps, which is really fucking depressing. And the other three people in my group had note cards front to back, really mm. tiny writing of what they were going to say. And I was like, cool. Uh, they're like, aren't you going to have more notes? And I'm like, no, I got it all right here. And they're looking at me like, you're a D student. Like, mm-hmm. we thought we were going to carry you. And then we ended up getting an A on the presentation. And they're like, holy shit, we thought we were going to carry you and you carried us. And I'm like, yeah, I'm pretty damn good at history. I just can't express it well. Yeah, I was... <laughs> Unless I'm talking. I had a presentation one time and I stayed up all night. Like, I stayed up for two days writing it all out, making the presentation. And I ended up having, an, like, I didn't eat, I didn't sleep, so I got up to speak and, like, everything hit me i was like i feel very faint and immediately got up and went i'm gonna be right back i have to use the restroom went and got some water on my face came back finished the presentation and my professor's like hey just to let you know like if that uh happens just like you know, tell me we can do another day and i'm like nope it's fine i'm happy to get get it done so it was difficult yeah so Canadian Admiral has an interesting question that I'm going to add on to. What is the worst story you have ever read? And also, conversely, what is the best story you have ever read? 
I can an- I can definitely answer the best story I've ever read, or at least what I think is probably my favorite, because I, I yeah. keep finding myself going back to it. Uh, ironically enough, it's a Naruto story, because I say ironic because 90% of those are hot trash. <laughs> but uh, I think it's called A Light in the Dark. It's by this guy called Garrick. And it is a Green Lantern Young Justice story that's, like, I think it's just brilliant. It's mm. very character-driven, which is the kind of story I like. Uh, the characters are all intelligent. They act like people, which is not a given. Mm-hmm. And I've, I think I've read through that story three or four times. I just, I enjoy the fuck out of it. Right. Yeah. Uh, as, as for the worst... Mm. <laughs> there's it's gotta lot. be potter family chronicles by that 007 guy he's yeah. just i mean it's, it's not great it's pretty bad he never, right? he never updates <laughs> he, he <laughs> that motherfucker <laughs> refuses oh uh yeah there, we love you guy. double we're just busting your balls we love you there, there is this guy uh idk how to write he has this just dog shit fucking story uh something about vikings i don't know i made it like 300 mm. words in and i was just like this dude's a fucking idiot you, you made 300 <laughs> i made one <laughs> sold the title damn i uh i read like the first three chapters and then like i i was done i, I think the worst i've read probably uh breaker <laughs> by uh, Brendan, it was uh, couldn't couldn't even couldn't even get through the description. Uh, I can just feel my DMs getting spammed. Uh, to to answer that question seriously, it's yeah. got to be one of those like trashy harem stories, right? Like, oh yeah, one hundred percent. All those other fics are great, and mm. you should go read them. We're yes. just we're just Busting fucking jobs. with our friend, yeah. with our friends and acquaintances. It uh, is so. It, it, there, there are some like those harem ones are definitely pretty bad. They're really fucking bad, and it doesn't even matter what fandom it is mm. across all genres. They're just hot trash. Yeah. Um. Oh, sorry, I totally forgot to ask this. And mm. kind of late, as we're three hours in. Is it cool if I cuss? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. It, it really shows that you haven't listened to the other episodes, because I swear like a fucking sailor. There's probably shit in the past that at, you know, hour three. But, <laughs> yeah. No, it's 100% okay if you cuss. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I really can't control it much either, so... Okay, it's it's a button I can turn on when I'm in the office, but that's <laughs> oh that's God, a professional it... work setting, so it's different. We'll see. I work with sailors, so it's really hard yeah. not to like start talking like them. That's fair. Ooh, Ash has a couple of interesting questions that I like. Yeah. Uh, Ash is asking first, what got me into fanfics? I think I answered that at the in the first podcast. Uh, long story short, I kind of tripped and fell my way into them through these shitty YouTube, like, chat room stories that were going around at the time, back in, like, 09, 08 or 09, uh, and kind of fell into fanfic that way. 
When did I start writing? Ooh. Uh, Bailey, do you know when Sentinel was published? Not a fucking clue. Okay, hang on. Let me look uh, at your half more. Maybe friends. charge up my my Kindle and find out because that is the only device that I know of in the world that actually has it on the FF.net app. Hang on. Uh, okay, so True Half-Blood Prince was first published in 2018, so I would hazard a guess that Sentinel was probably written in 2016. That sounds about right, because I started reading crossovers right about 2016-2017 time frame. Which, that makes sense in my brain, because that would have been my third year of college, so I would have been about 20, and that would have been 2016. So I think 2016. Uh, and also, how many drafts do you have? Oh boy. As of right now, I have 25 drafts of just between two stories. And that is between uh, Paradise, which has, I guess, it, including the the published chapters. I had 15 chapters done before I started publishing that, and then I am currently working on Chapter 10 of Matters of Mortality, as long as well as some minor work done on the One Seven sequel, and yes. some minor <laughs> and some minor work done on the Professor. Mm. I was gonna, I was gonna ask, but I felt it would be rude. <laughs> I'm very happy to hear that the One Seven sequel is being mm. worked on. Yes, it is. I have, I have small ideas, or at least not. I, so with with the One Seven, might as well get into this. So with the One Seven sequel, I know exactly what's going to happen. Like big picture stuff, I know exactly how that book is going to go. Uh, it's the small moments that get me from A to B that I'm trying to suss out and work out how to get there and that's what's been killing me with writing that that just kind of burn out on that story because it, the first story was like 230,000 words or something ridiculous and I apologize to anybody who's hoping for a length that size again not fucking happening uh, <laughs> just because man I have over a million words written so far and it is starting to take its fucking toll <laughs> Mm-hmm. So, but, have, I know you have a very set, like you have a very set style of publishing to uh, to relieve writer's block and writer's fatigue from certain stories. Have mm-hmm. you encountered, like, after writing for one seven and switching to TLA, and have you have you found yourself like still in that one seven mindset, or can you kind of just turn that story off and focus on? TLA or whatever story at the time you're writing with it, like The Professor, which three wildly different stories, which probably very much helps with the stopping of writer's block, but have you found that it's kind of hard to make the switch at times? Sometimes, yeah. Uh, Most of the time, I don't have too much trouble just bouncing between them, but that's also because of the the way I write which is, like, in bulk. So, because I'll have so much written previously mm-hmm. on that work, I already know how that story works. I know how I'm treating the characters in that story. And so, when it's time to transition from one to the other, I can kind of shut off, okay, well, 
I'm this isn't the the grizzled detective who's sick of the world. Mm-hmm. Now it's time to go to more of a lighthearted approach. Right. And kind of a still 19-year-old kid who's trying to figure his fucking life out. So mm. I hope that kind of answers the question. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that that completely answers it of you have every author we've interviewed has had a different way of avoiding writer's block. Mm-hmm. IDK doesn't write, so he doesn't have writer's <laughs> block. Um, Wolfgang switches stories. Um, Wolfgang switches stories and writes what he wants to write without a schedule or without bulk writing. Yeah. Um, and other and Tom Bat also avoids writer's block by not writing. Um, mm-hmm. So, so it's kind of so based. <laughs> so based. <laughs> I mean, you had zero writer's block throughout the month of July and June. It's it was it, was, it must have been glorious. Big money plans. Big, big money plans. Well, and and that's that's the thing, right? Is so I I fall very heavily into the camp of write when you want to write. Mm-hmm. So like, especially with the Skyrim story. It just, it's coming so quickly. Like, it just, it's its flowing. Like, every single chapter is, oh, I know I know exactly how I want to do this. I know exactly what's going to happen. I know what interactions I want to have. And as I start typing, it just starts going. It's not always the case, but when, and this, this, this happened with, uh, with TLA in 1.7, which is, mm-hmm. you can see towards the ends of both those stories, was I was just getting tired. And I just kind of wanted them to end, where I would I would have worked on like one seven. I think I I wrote ten or eleven chapters to finish it off, and I did the same thing with TLA. And by the end of those chapters, I was just so tired <laughs> of those stories. That was just like, <clears throat> all right, mm-hmm. what the fuck needs to happen so I can end this bitch? And it just and I to get back to my point. That's not how mm. you should write, because yeah, the, no. the quality of work is going to suffer dramatically. Now, it, luckily, it's gonna, yeah, luckily you have an amazing beta who can fix that. Mm-hmm. Yes, I have. I have a beta who goes through and is like, "We're not sending this out because it's trash, mm-hmm. and we're going to wait, and you're going to rewrite this when you're not fucking killing yourself." And I also have a bunch of people in the server, like you two, mm. like IDK who I can bounce ideas off of when I'm stuck and just be like, okay, I, I, this is, this was a bad idea. We're going to step back for a bit because I also have 10 chapters to sit on and I'll come back to this. Well, there's also the aspect of since you have created this schedule of 10, 12, six to 12 chapters of pre-written of pre-written and then releasing them as you work on others people know to expect a delay afterwards mm-hmm. it's yeah you get six chapters of whatever and then you get six weeks of six to ten weeks of whatever and then you get tw- 20 to 15 15 to 20 of none and then you go back and then you get th- and then you get it again and so it's you've got the advantage of i i want this story to end but i don't want it to end badly so you can say next arc is the final arc and you can give yourself up to a 
six months of time working on it and coming back to it and uh, and leaving it and coming back to it and leaving it of working on it and polishing it and work and getting it done and the readers aren't expecting it next week they know to wait and i think it's really impressive how well you've trained your readers (laughs) (laughs) it really really was i got you there because because thinking about it is you've trained us like yes i have every author somewhat trains their readers to ex- expect expect chapters at a certain time like with stella you know that you're gonna get like eight chapters and then he's gonna disappear for a couple months Mm -hmm. you're gonna get eight chapters and he's gonna disappear for a couple months so you know to expect it at some point of there's going to be a gap and especially with and i think you do it perfectly of i'm losing motivation so instead of letting the story suffer i'm just going to leave it and come back to it when i want to write it and i think it shows in the quality of your work and even in the works that you've left, and I, I hate. I'm not going to say abandon because whilst you abandoned Sentinel, you came back with Our Protector, which was the the sequel, the see what you wanted Sentinel to be. And now that you've abandoned Our Protector, the jokes have abound of the Our Protector rewrite, which will eventually happen, whether Double wants it to or not. I, can I can I say something about that? I mm. think I've won him over. Yeah. <laughs> nice. He so. he messaged he messaged me the other day and he was talking about like okay so when you eventually rewrite Art Protector I'm like whoa hold the fuck up <laughs> when this did this never happen? Never gonna yeah. happen. <laughs> Mister Dev, this is never gonna happen. Is now when it happens. Like it, it's one of those things of you very you can kind of see the taper off of of just motivation where yeah quality quality and motivation go hand in hand with a fic you can very easily tell where when an author who is on like uh i will upload once a week or i will die starts to lose motivation for a story towards the end where they're looking towards the next one or they're looking towards what what they want to do next and the story wraps up really quickly and then six months later they go back and they go hey so this wasn't great the last four chapters are getting a rewrite and then it's a completely different ending because it wasn't what they wanted and they took a break they started writing something else they went back and they looked and they went that was not my best work and so they go in and they fix it and i think you have the distinct advantage of saying yeah in six months you'll see the ending of this because that's when i that's when i'll probably have motivation yeah Mm. oh and what i also what i what i like about this schedule is it allows me the opportunity because so the way my brain works Mm -hmm. is if i get a new idea in my head it's not going away until i write something about it which is how i keep ending up people keep asking like oh he's written another fucking story well, it's either you're getting this other story or I'm not writing something <laughs> because mm-hmm. I can't, I'd i rather can't... have 26 unfinished stories and the chance for a 1-7 sequel than the no 1-7 se- mm-hmm. no more little DB writings. So. Yeah, because it's like I, I, 
if if I continue if I don't write this thing that I keep thinking about and that is like taking up ninety percent of my creative power because I just want to write it so badly, I'm not going to be able to produce a product that I'm comfortable with putting out there because mm-hmm. I have a, a a standard of quality that I want to reach for every story. And if I, and if I'm too busy thinking about something else while I'm writing something, it's like, well, that's not gonna, that's gonna be, a, I'm, that's gonna be a very poor product that I'm putting out there. I I do appreciate the humor that goes behind whenever someone joins and asks immediately in your channel either what's the schedule, or if there's a sequel to One Seven. And IDK was so good the other day. <laughs> that poor kid. It, it, you know, like, I'm sorry to that poor kid, but it was funny. It, it, IDK, it was, I was laughing really hard watching that go down. Just, yeah, it's on the FFF2, FFN2. I was like, Jesus Christ. For the uninitiated IDK, yeah. who is the king of being a shithead troll, told <laughs> this new kid in the server, oh yeah, you can find the, the 1-7 sequel on fanfiction.net.sequel, which is the sequel to fanfic.net. <laughs> and then the kid went and tried to look for it. <laughs> oh, it's one of those moments that it's just like... Yeah, we're, everyone, no one stopped him either. Like, no no one said anything. Like, I think we all just watched it happen. Well, the worst we part about it, yeah. The worst part about this is I was in a, I was in a call with IDK. <laughs> this was happening, and I still did nothing about it. It's like watching a car crash. Like, you drive past a car crash, and you're just like, oh, man, what happened? Your attention goes to it. You're like, oh, man. That's terrible, but I want to look. Well, it, it's it's very similar to the whole, like, if you ask about it, it's delayed another month. Mm-hmm. So, like, at this point, like, half of Greed's stories have been deleted, and Tom Bat's not writing for the next six years. So it's <laughs> <Yeah>. like... <laughs> Greed, Greed's it's uploading like, his one a year? Okay, time to look at everything <laughs> Greed's uplo- Greed's uploading one a year and deleting it six weeks <laughs> after, two days at six days afterwards. Yeah. So it's like... It, it's a funny joke in the server if like don't ask but like at the same time you want to ask because yeah. you gotta like so that's why, that's why they jo- yeah that's why they join the server right is they yeah. want to know more about the stories that they're reading and exactly, honestly but- <laughs> go ahead yeah and but at the same time i can totally understand like 30 people asking about when's when's the next imperator when's the next imperator When's the next this? When's the next this? Can get very annoying very quickly. But then you want to ask about his obscure stories, and you're like, I don't want to delay it, but mm. I also want to know: is this still being worked on? So you gotta like stealthily. You have to like put it in a in a like decrypted message, uh, encoded message that only British. Or we just understand. have them on, and we ask here. Well, we're lucky. It's a lot we can more do okay that. To ask. No, yeah, we can do that. Yeah. The distinct but, advantage of having them live. <laughs> Although Brendan is actively deleting Breaker, so he's deleting everything. <laughs> yeah. mm. Uh 
but yeah, it's that that whole thing that that running joke. It's it's it gets it's never gonna get old because it hasn't happened in a while. So. Oh, I haven't up until recently. I yeah. haven't been uploading. Yeah, I think oh. my favorite surprise was I took a break from Discord, mm-hmm. and it was right when you came back, little DB, and uh-huh. so. I was talking to somebody and I was thinking about it. I was like, when was the last time little DB comment was in here? And I noticed it was two days ago. And I was like, holy shit, I missed his fucking return. <laughs> like <laughs> the most epic thing to happen in the month of sep- of August. And I fucking missed it. Yes, um, I, should, I should probably address that. Uh, for those who are wondering, I took like a four month break over the summer to, because I was working like 60 hours a week. And I just did not have the energy to be both writing and uploading and yeah. being on the server. He didn't want to deal with all of our dumbasses. It wasn't even that. I was just fucking exhausted. Yeah. <laughs> Shut up, Double. Call me a weakling in the chat right now. <laughs> um, and, here's the, and here's the reminder. If you want to see the chat that we're referencing all the time, mm-hmm. join the server. We, host, we usually record these Friday, Friday at afternoons to in eat to evenings depending on your time zone depending on yeah depending on time zone so if you want to if you want to witness all this bullshit happening um join the discord join the server join (laughs) the discord get the podcast listener role and enjoy the chaos that ensues link will be in the uh description below uh but it's discord.gg slash elibrary brings you right here not, not to this channel. Live update. To... Live update from <laughs> Brendan. Um, uh, Breaker is gone, by the way. So if you really enjoyed reading Bre- um, Breaker. Brendan's story, Breaker, um, just wait for me to you repost had it, it. Downloaded it. Just wait for so... Silver to repost it. Oh yeah, you have all the <laughs> man, man forgot. I he I was just beta for the first two chapters. <laughs> <laughs> uh canadian admiral uh, yeah. he's uh, is asking what my job is i am a law clerk for a real estate law firm in illinois so basically it's like a baby attorney i'm not licensed uh yet but i work yeah. for them so over the summer i was full-time and then now that uh, law school started again i am part-time is that well like- at- is As that... it says in his description, he was the dumbass who decided to go to law school. <laughs> <during> the <pandemic. laughs> yeah, that was the poor life choice. Do you ever feel like when you go to write, let's say, in, in our protector, you have that whole courtroom scene for that one chat uh, for a little bit? Did you ever like be like, ah, oh, it's kind of, kind of like, ugh, when writing huh? it? That one, not so much, because that's not really a court scene. Yeah, it's more of just a hearing. It's more of, yeah, it's a hearing, which feel it has a different feel to it. And yeah. same with the uh, that the scene in Harry Potter stories mm-hmm. in the courtroom. Uh, the the second one with... Mm-hmm. What was that? Because they're not actually, like, a legal system <laughs> that is... Yeah. Mm. Uh, like, in that vein, I I do have a... I do have an idea for a story that is a legal thriller, which would revolve around like the actual court system mm. and like what lawyers do yeah, on a day to day basis. That was gonna be my second part of the question. 
Yeah, was so that... Seven, the random clerk that has to deal with Percy and Montoya's <laughs> yeah. bullshit. <laughs> so it's uh, but... yeah. <laughs> but there... You know, I've I've kind of I've thrust my prof- my chosen profession into the into mm. most stories. Uh, you might recognize a recurring character by the name of Sarah Rothstein. Mm. She yes. is an attorney. She's loosely based on a woman I know, mm. uh, and I I just throw her into everything because yeah. I need to satisfy my own deep seated need to. Mm. Yeah. Justify I, I really the reason I went to school. That. It, mm-hmm. I, I really enjoy that aspect of Sarah Rothstein being in every fic because <laughs> it, it's just this fun little like. If you've read your other fics, you understand it. I'm really yeah. curious on how you're going to thrust her in the Skyrim story. Um, <laughs> she, she's the main. Uh, <laughs> she's a fane. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, but it's just fun, like, it, she's just one of those fun recurring characters, like, in, like, a TV, like, I think the best example is Herc from the Far Cry games, of he's in every single one. Yeah. yeah. So, I, it's like, she's it's like, Stan if you Lee. know, you know. She's the Stanley. yeah, she's the Stanley yeah. of Little DB's universe. Little, I have uh, a I have a couple of characters universe. I'm doing that with. Yeah. I have her, and then recently I have, uh... Hey Wong, mm-hmm. uh, he appeared. He actually first appeared in one of the one shots, MHA one shots, in whatever the fuck I titled that thing, that collection of small one shots on my channel. Uh, mm-hmm. But he has since appeared in True Half Blood Prince and is uh, <laughs> in Paradise as well. And I'm going to totally pretend that it's because. Uh, I like that character and I enjoy it, and not because I was mm. struggling to come up with a name, and I just took that one. <laughs> yeah, I um, like I, I I know some authors like they will not write anything related to their profession because they just don't want to like deal with it. Not what I, I do. That. Yeah, it's like I someone talked to me about writing an escape room fic. And I'm like, what? Yeah, because I work in an escape room. They're like, oh, can you, would you be like, help me write up an escape room MHA fic? And I'm like, never in my life will I touch a fic that touches an escape room. It can be one chapter, but I, it, it's so difficult to write. It, there's there's a fine line with it. I yeah. think the reason that the idea of a legal thriller appeals to me one just a very self-gratuitous yeah. and egotistical <laughs> driven reason uh but also there is an inherent there's an inherent drama to every court case yeah and you know hollywood likes to to play mm. it up the shit you see in hollywood is oh boy of course like all bad crank it up to 11 for mm. everything yeah but there is there is an inherent drama to it, and there's mm-hmm. a lot that goes on behind the scenes that is a- incredibly more stressful than what's yeah. actually going on in the courtroom. All of these like kind of miniature battles you're having between opposing counsels, yeah. and you know even between the judge mm-hmm. of just shit that's not going right, or like things that aren't getting filed correctly, or service that isn't being you know yeah. all the stuff that's going on. You and don't it, see that I, on screen, really. 
well, you don't see that on the screen, but I also think it it makes for an interesting story, and it. Yeah. I think it. I think it could be very fun to kind of play around with that, all under the guise of a romance. Yeah. Uh, because it's because mm-hmm. it's me. Yeah. Have you played like the Phoenix Wright games? Of course I have, and I adore those games there's for a, how utterly absurd they are. Yeah, I got a. There's another game coming out that you might like. It's it's like Phoenix, right? I'll have to. I'll send you the uh, it later. It's like please a, do. Yeah, I'm actually in the credits. I'm a supporter on it. Um, no my shit. name's in the That's credit. Cool. Yeah, I paid so much money for that. <laughs> but they were, they were, I love the the guy who does the music. He's one of my favorite uh, YouTube musicians. So I was like, I'll support him. 60 bucks it's not an issue but it, it's a lot that's of fun. fucking cool yeah so they're like oh yeah you pay like 300 dollars, you get a character named after you 500 you get a statue in the game with <laughs> your name and i was like oh pay bills or pay for a statue in a virtual game <laughs> one of them i should really do <laughs> Uh, yeah, and it should be fuck rent. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> I get, that's what that's what the unemployment's for. <laughs> exactly. During COVID, get on that government stimmy, baby. <laughs> government paying the government. <laughs> um, yeah, this I I had a friend. We went to Boston. He played all the Phoenix Wright games in front of me on the car <laughs> ride, and I was just like, nice perfect they're utterly ridiculous they're very over the top and they're very fun and i adore them they hold a very special place in my heart (laughs) i have to send you a meme after this is done from the with the phoenix right thing (laughs) please do have you ever read the books uh theodore bone i think that's the uh no so they're all like it's young author uh or young uh young adult books but they have a, it's a story of Theater Bone. His parents are lawyers, so he he knows a little bit about the, the court systems and everything. And each book is like a different story of his. One of them he fights for animal rights. Another one he's uh, a fugitive, which I'm reading right now. Really good book. But I'll, I'll have to once I finish reading it because I think you might like the fugitive one. I'll have to send you that one. I'm um, down for that. Yeah, because they're like. It's great because it, it was a great way to it introduced me to the whole uh, court system and that's what got me studying high uh, law in high school. But then I realized that's a lot of writing and I don't like that. It's it's, it's a shit ton of writing. <laughs> it's a bunch of writing that I don't like to do. I like writing stories. Don't like filling out paperwork and stuff. Uh, Brendan wants to know live on air question: What story he should delete next? Uh, answer all of them. <laughs> Uh, the the Pokemon one. Okay, do it. Oh, Brendan's read them. Brendan, how have you told me you didn't read them? I'm mad now. Oh, uh, here's a here's a here's a. I'm sorry. I'm looking no, at no, uh, no. the questions. Oh, no. I, uh, question from Clown that I like. If I could choose one thing to change about my writing, what would it be and why? Ah, mm-hmm. uh, that's a that's a fucking great question, Clown. The I amount don't of people. No. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> the amount of people that read it. Make it oh, higher. I mean, yeah, just <laughs> increase my own exposure. Um, <laughs> you know, it's probably. I think this bleeds into into something else I wanted to talk about, which is mm-hmm. length of chapters. 
I've been getting more and more on this pedestal lately, but uh, I am such a firm believer in your chapter lengths should not be 8,000 fucking words long. Oh my god, I hate that. The average... I disagree. <laughs> okay, I know you do. But I that's because do. I read... I read really fast, and so the longer the chapter, the longer I get to enjoy it. Therefore, I get I get that the longer I enjoy it longer, and going back and rereading it, I get to read it for longer, especially during down periods of when it's not being written. Which is why I love one seven so much, is because it's so long. Mm-hmm. It's one of your lost fics. And I really enjoy those long chapters because I listen to them at work. And so the longer a chapter is, the longer a fic is, the less I have to change shit. Okay, let me... I that That's a valid point. That's a very valid point. But this is my thought process. It's purely personal on my end. Yeah, and so is, so is my thing. So for me, and this is just coming from the writer's perspective... When I'm when I'm creating a chapter, I'm trying to do like maybe one or two things with that chapter total. Mm-hmm. I I'm either trying to to like develop the plot or develop the character. Sometimes both. That leads to maybe two, one to three moments, like big moments that I want the reader to be able to take away from that chapter. And if I have a chapter that's like. 8,000 words, there's probably mm. six or seven things that are going on in that chapter that the mm. reader is going to like, that's going to stick in someone's brain, and they're probably going to miss the things that are actually important, or the things that I want them to take away from that chapter. So, I much well, prefer... Well, I think it also comes down to writing style, too. Yeah. And so, for me, I think... Where... Mm. Yeah, sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, where I think it comes down to writing style of what the author is trying to accomplish. If they're trying to tell a grandiose tale with, they're trying to include the fat in the story mm, of day to day mundane kind of things. Of this is what happens. This is like kind of filler chapters. It's like filler writing, filler in the chapters mm. that some stories can pull off, but others cannot your stories are very much meat and nothing else. You don't have fat on your stories. Your stories are very lean. Whereas some stories have a little bit of fat and fluff in them to add to them. Whereas, yeah. So, That's fair. Yeah. I think, I think just the way I approach it, I would much rather, like, and this is this has been a recent development for me where it's like mm-hmm. if I am trying to if I'm trying to say something, I shouldn't be saying it in a thousand words when I can say it in a hundred. Mm-hmm. You know? Because at that point I'm just I am wasting the reader's time. And I, I think I think what it really boils down to is being concise. And again, this is just a stylistic thing for me. Uh, being concise and saying what I need to say to get the point across without like repeating myself half a dozen times. Because mm. when I look at some of my older stuff, 
and I'm reading through what I've written, it's like, I've got three paragraphs that basically say the exact same thing over and over again. Yeah. And I didn't, I don't need that. And that's, I need to cut like half of that crap out. And that, and I noticed, I noticed that happens in a lot where you'll have in a lot of stories, both, you know, fanfic and non where you'll, you'll have these paragraphs that just go on and on and on just taking forever to say the exact same thing Mm -hmm. when it could just be said, like you got your point across and what you said had impact, but now that you're just hammering that same point over and over again. And sometimes, sometimes that, sometimes that can be very effective, especially if it's like very important or it's something that bears repeating. But I guess what I'm trying to say is it's those instances where it's like, it, it it's not an issue that needs to be repeated for for impact exactly it's it's something that's just being repeated because the author kind of got lost in the sauce and mm. it you know probably juices were flowing and they were just typing and they you know they saw the word count at the end it was like oh perfect i'm like five six thousand words into this bitch send it yeah so i i think that's like like it, like, I think final chapter at the end of the day we've said yeah. it before. Word word count does not matter. Yeah, yeah. Did you get your point across in a meaningful way? Now, granted, do I want to read a hundred word chapter? Absolutely, the fuck not. Mm, so no. there are like caps and limits. I don't want to read a hundred thousand word chapter, but I also don't want to read a hundred word chapter. So meet meet kind of somewhere in the middle of that like i think my top five yeah my top five is pretty is usually pretty good but my my barrier of thing is if you're at chapter five and you're sub five thousand words condense and add yeah no, I agree with that. I think my average for almost all of the stories I've been writing recently has been about 3,500 words a chapter, mm-hmm. which I'm happy with because yeah. in all of those chapters, I'm getting everything that I want to get across with those chapters across. Mm-hmm. And it's still got all of the, like, for the chapters that are introspective, it's it's got all of the introspection I want without being, like, hyper-repetitive. Right. If there's action, there's enough action to be very engaging without it being like, okay, this is just the same, like, six interactions or six action sequences over and over and over again. Yeah. Well, I think I think what you did with the last chapter of the Skyrim fic that I can't remember the name of, and I, it's killing me, um, of with the action between Reich and Percy was perfect because you still had the dialogue flowing during the action. Sometimes people, a lot of times people will just cut dialogue for action and then they'll intersperse it randomly in the action and it feels forced. Whereas Mm -hmm. yours felt like they were having a conversation during the fight and like you were still getting your point across with the action, with the action and the conversations. You were killing two birds with one stone. I think I think that's just one of those things that's come with experience. Mm-hmm. Because I've done yeah, I've done exactly. the I've done the opposite a ton where it's like you know, I know. you have a, a wall of <laughs> yeah. 
where you have a wall of text <laughs> of combat, and then all of a sudden, for no explainable reason, Dialogue, the text breaks yeah. off, and suddenly they're ha- one of them is waxing poetic and speaking like Shakespeare, and they're mm-hmm. having their evil me- evil villain monologue, <laughs> or they're yeah, trying to gloss his eyes to one another, and then all of a sudden we're back in the action. I was I was rewriting the uh, fight scene at Stark Industries for oh, Sentinel, God. and it's just pure <laughs> action. Christ. And I had to I had to break it up with some other bullshit of like I had Percy like stop behind a pillar and check how many bullets he had just to like take a break from the action. <laughs> um, yeah, that I I find that hard to write. Like I've. We'll write walls of text, and I'm like, oh, I gotta break this up. It's it's difficult sometimes, and like you said, LoDB, it's an experience thing. Yet you get as you do it more and more and more, you realize where to break it up. So, but um, I I really, yeah, that's really it. I, I can't think of anything else. <laughs> uh let's see here. We can uh, do like one or two more questions, and then. I think we'll okay. end it there. Okay. Uh, real quick, by fate, no, Percy will probably never lose other limbs unless it's whatever. Mm-hmm. Unless I feel like it's necessary, but who knows? Clown can fuck off. Uh, <laughs> no, no, I'm not writing a harem fic. <laughs> yep, the best scenario for you to write? Ooh, that's a good question. So, <laughs> uh, I write in my room. So, typically it is, I have my fan on, I have just my laptop sitting on my bed, and I'm just typing. And normally, I will, like, my process is I'll type. I need, like, quiet, typically. I've Mm. tried listening to music. It's distracting. Uh, I do my best work when I can just, like, get in the zone and write without any distractions. Uh, And typically, I'll just, like, get up, and if I hit, like, a wall or I need to think about an interaction more, I'll get up and I'll pace around my room Mm. or my apartment. Yeah, that that sounds pretty typical. I I do kind of the same thing as well. Like I have the fan going, some lo-fi. Um, yeah, I'm still waiting for my uh, doubles, uh, random game chat lo-fi beats to study, <laughs> study to. <laughs> God fucking damn it! Why the fuck did you do that? The red hatch. <laughs> <laughs> It's not a VC unless Double oh is God. wildly distracting the chat with completely unrelated gamer rage at whatever is going on on his end. That has nothing to do oh. with the conversation being had. Yeah, no. Or my favorite. And just like last episode. Or my favorite. Or my favorite talking to game chat in the VC. You oh, know what? Brendan, my... Because it's your fault. Uh, but for all those who aren't with us, Double has uh, joined us again. <laughs> yeah, no, I will join you again, actually, cause, because uh, what's the rating on this? Uh, Am I allowed to say okay, it? You're no? fine. You're fine. Say it. Uh, all right, look here, Con. So. No, I'll bleed. Don't worry. <laughs> Post team can take no. care of it. Okay, cool. Yeah, no, that's you, mate. I know. <laughs> Yeah, no, look, okay, so the video games that I play, I'm called the N-word nine times out of, <laughs> what, eight? So, just constantly 25 eights, alright? Uh, slurs yeah. and swears the whole time. If you're in this call with me, 
That's your fault. <laughs> we have to share in that experience with you. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think the best experience I had was when I played with Rainbow Six Siege with Dumble in the VC, and he told me something in game chat, but because we were also in the VC, I heard it twice. In both ears, I was like, oh god, it just echoes now. Okay, so since we have you here, Double, what is oh, it he, like working he left. with Little D? He, he went back down. Oh, oh he did? He's back down. No, I, can, no, if, I mean, if you want to ask me a question, I can yeah, this, yeah, do it. What, right, cool. what is it like working sure. with Little D? Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> no, it's terrible, bro. He keeps me locked in his basement. He doesn't let me out. He only feeds me every Friday. It's disgusting. I hate it. I hate it here. Uh, no, it's it's fine. It's great. It's um, mm. it's actually. What do you mean racist? I'm the multicultural one, Brendan. What? <laughs> Anyway, um, I, thought, um, I thought you were going to say I was racist. I was like, "Whoa, hold up!" <laughs> yeah. Um. No, it's fun. It's a good experience. We need more lights. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um. It's a good experience. It's fun. Uh. It's a bit difficult in terms of like finding time to talk. Most of the stuff that we do is sent over text, and mm. usually it's both of us saying the same idea twice. Yeah. <laughs> um. Because so, like, I'll text him before I go to sleep. Mm. And then I'll wake up and he's like, dude, I was thinking the same thing. I was like, well, okay, there goes our conversation for the next two hours. We're just mm-hmm. going to rant about the same thing. <laughs> and so <laughs> and so there'll be that. Or um, it'll be me telling him something and him going, you know, I had this idea where we could do this thing. And it's like, all right, cool. Um, and then he goes and he writes three chapters in the span of like 17 hours and then sends it to me. And I'm like, hey, yo, what? <laughs> I'll, yeah. Or I'll be at work, and he just hits me with the, hey, how you doing? Anyway, <laughs> here's this. Bang. Chapter. It's like 5,000 words. I'm like, dude. <sighs> so, yeah, it's spontaneous, but it's also like, it, it flows and it works. Uh, <laughs> uh, so we have a system. Well, yeah. we, have a, we have a system that we've kind of fall, tripped and fallen our way into. Yeah. And, uh, that makes well, sense. Well, with that yeah. and the surprise inclusion of Double, who we'll have to have on so he can spill all of Little DB's secrets that Little DB doesn't want out. Right, if um, you're going to complain about me, Bailey, I'll rail your mother. All right, carry on. <laughs> <laughs> on that note, I think that's it. <laughs> yeah. Thank you guys for joining us. Thank you, Little DB, for being here. Um, thank you for having me. Yes, this was a blast. Man. It was. Uh, thank you, Dumble, for your. Uh, intro to the hot seat um always mate always yeah thank you to everyone who was in the audience um it's a pleasure if you want Um, more interactions like this uh join the vc when all four of us plus brandon are in there it's (laughs) exactly like this yeah and idk it's it's glorious great time um but if you want to join us like before Hop onto your browser, type in discord.gg slash elibrary, and it'll bring you right to us. And uh, with that, we're done.